Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is News Fighter. So you don't have to. With Dylan Behan. Yes, hello everyone. Welcome to 2023. Hopefully, the last year of 2020. Yes, uh, I'm your host Dylan Bain. Welcome to News Fighters, our summer classic replay season, where every week I'm going to be playing some classic News Fighters moments from the last year and before, uh, so you can catch up on some moments you might have missed. So stick around, because this week's episode is a best of our Patreon Bonus episodes. There'll be some great, funny moments I'm sure you'll enjoy. But speaking of Patreon, some big news about the future of News Fighters. You may have heard, I'm shutting down the Patreon. I'm shutting down this podcast feed. And News Fighters is moving over to the Irrational Fear podcast feed in 2023. Yes, my good friend uh, Dan has uh, graciously uh, given News Fighters a lifeline to keep going into the future. Um, so new episodes of News Fighters from February are going to be appearing on the Irrational Fear podcast feed, which you can sign up to at irrationalfear.com uh, uh, and on your podcasting app of choice. Yes, we're going monthly, like I've said before. I think now with Scott Morrison gone, there's just there's just not enough material. Barnaby's on the back bench now. There's just not enough material for a weekly show or a fortnightly show anymore. Also, my day job is requiring me to go back into the office full time, which sucks. So, uh, get ready for monthly episodes of News Fighters this year. I'm going to try and spend a bit more time on them, make them a bit more in-depth and interesting, and they will be appearing in audio form on the Rational Fear podcast feed, but still going up as segments on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash newsfighters. A big thank you to Dan for having us. I think it's going to be a great year, an interesting thing. Uh, some interesting things coming up. We've got the the king, uh, king becoming the king, whatever you call that, proclamation. And he gets the crown put on his head, whatever that is. Uh, we've got the New South Wales state election coming up. I think 2023 is going to be an exciting year. 
here on News Fighters. So thanks to everyone uh, who's been supporting me uh, over on our Patreon at patreon.com slash newsfighters, but I'm shutting it down and I'm urging, uh, if you want to support the show from now on, please go to the Irrational Fear Patreon because that's what's going towards uh, funding me. So go to www.patreon.com slash Irrational Fear and jump on there if you're a fan of News Fighters, because uh, that'll help support me and uh, Irrational Fear, which for those of you who don't know, I've actually been a part of for over 10 years now. I think the, the very first episode of Irrational Fear, the writer's room was just me and Dan over 10 years ago. So I'm a big part of Irrational Fear. It's a great, exciting opportunity to bring News Fighters into the Irrational Fear family uh, this year. So, yes, many changes. Uh, the existing podcast feed, which you're listening to this on, will now become just an archive of all the old episodes. Uh, so, it'll uh, it'll stick around here, but new episodes are on the Irrational Fear uh, podcast feed. Have you got that yet? Have I said that enough times? Anyway, let's move on with the show. Uh, so, this uh, Patreon, uh, this episode's all uh, highlights from my Patreon bonus episodes. Not doing the Patreon bonus episodes anymore. But yes, uh, almost every month this year, I've rolled out these uh, Patreon bonus episodes, which are usually uh, outtakes um, and uh, bonus material. But a couple of episodes, I did all new gear. Um, and so what I'm showcasing in this episode is that all new material from uh, some of the highlights from the Patreon bonus episodes, uh, including uh, first up, I'm going to have a segment I did when Rishi Sunak became Prime Minister, which was from the October Patreon bonus episode. And uh, surprisingly, I put it on YouTube and it became one of our biggest segments on YouTube. The views were in the, were in the thousand and after that, I've got the September Patreon bonus episode, which uh, for reasons involving other projects I was working on, I wound up with dozens and dozens of leftover wacky clips uh, in September, uh, which I just threw into one big long Patreon bonus episode, which I think turned out great. Uh, so um, I'm going to play that after that. So yes, let's kick it off uh, with October's episode, a Patreon bonus highlight uh, on Rishi Sunak, the new British Prime Minister. Enjoy. Rishi Sunak has become the UK's third Prime Minister this year after being invited to form a government by King Charles. Yes, third Prime Minister in as many months. Good job, UK. You've out Australia to Australia. We love it. We all look at you and laugh now. <laughs> uh, the, have you changed your uh, uh, smoke alarm battery? You know, you know, all that shtick. Anyway, Rishi Sunak, of course, uh, started uh, his first uh, week as PM. The very first thing he did was uh, the thing he loves to do, which is put out a, a very loud social media video. I will unite our country, not with words, but with action. I will work day in and day out. Yes, hopefully now his PM, Rishi Sunak, can afford an audio mixer for his social media videos. Maybe they're just mixed by some, like, AI bot. Hey, speaking of AI bots, that's exactly what Rishi Sunak resembled when he gave his first speech. A stronger NHS. Better schools. Safer streets. Yes, Great Britain has elected its second robot prime minister in as many months. We have made mistakes. I'm sorry. Uh, for those mistakes, but I fixed the mistakes. And uh, yes, interesting first speech uh, by Rishi there at the front of number 10. And he, he couldn't help but talk about what a bad state the economy was in. Right now, our country is facing a profound economic 
crisis. Oh, geez. And I hope you find who did that crisis. What party's been in for 12 years again that could have uh, inflicted this economic crisis on the country? Who do you, who do you think caused that, Rishi? Find the older d- d- chancellor. Maybe he's responsible, Rishi continued. This government will have integrity, professionalism, and accountability. Yes, but why start now 12 years in? You should just keep it going with the same unprofessionalism and corruption you'd had before. Uh, Anyways, viewing from Australia, the uh, British economy certainly looks pretty bad. The UK is facing profound economic challenges and the new PM warns difficult decisions will need to be made. He's also promised to restore trust. Restore trust? You just got rid of it. Don't restore... Oh, trust. Oh, trust. Sorry, I thought thought it said... uh, uh, trust. I misheard. Uh, yes, uh, Rishi uh, leaned into uh, what he'd do uh, to help the economy in his first speech. I will place economic stability and confidence at the heart of this government's agenda. This will mean difficult decisions to come. But just because there's difficult decisions, i.e. lots of cuts coming, doesn't mean that Rishi can't also be a compassionate conservative. I promise you this. I will bring that same compassion to the challenges we face today. But when he says compassion, he doesn't mean stopping people starving to death and freezing in the cold this winter. What he actually means is uh, lowering the debt. The government I lead will not leave the next generation, your children and grandchildren, with a debt to settle. Yes, compassionate conservatism is making sure that your hypothetical children and grandchildren, which you can never afford to have because you can't afford food at the moment, won't be stuck with the debt to pay. That's the kind of policies Rishi is all about. He kept talking up his uh, compassion credentials. But you saw me during COVID doing everything I could to protect people and businesses with schemes like furlough. There are always limits. Yes, funny there. Rishi didn't mention uh, one of the schemes he's most famous for introducing during the pandemic, Eat Out to Help Out. Uh, Here he is uh, introducing it uh, into the House of Commons back in July 2020. I can announce today that for the month of August, we will give everyone in the country an Eat Out to Help Out discount. Meals eaten at any participating business Monday to Wednesday will be 50% off up to a maximum discount of £10 per head for everyone, including children. Yes, I know it's funny to look back in hindsight, but back then in July 2020, did anyone find it slightly contradictory that uh, Rishi Sunak was introducing a scheme encouraging people to eat out at restaurants to an entirely empty House of Commons because the coronavirus pandemic was at its peak? And no one was vaccinated yet. Did anyone find this weird? Did anyone, did anyone find that weird? Hey, there's no one within 10 feet of me because I could die. But uh, everyone go out to the restaurants. Pip, pip. Go have some. Go, go support your local pub. Even Rishi himself had to accept the fact that his Eat Out to Help Out scheme actually helped spread COVID in mid-2020. Do you accept, as the Prime Minister did at the weekend, that Eat Out to Help Out might have contributed to the spread of COVID-19. I'm not sure that's exactly what the Prime Minister said. He said in general, as far as hospitality is a source of transmission, that's why uh, we should make sure we focus our attention on it to suppress the spread of the virus. And if there's one more thing I don't like about Rishi Sunak, it's that he's the exact same age as me. At 42, he'll be the youngest PM in two centuries. Oxford educated, a former banker and hedge fund partner, he's also wealthy. His wife 
the daughter of an Indian billionaire. Together, they're worth more than a billion dollars. Yes, thanks, low Australian exchange rate. The only plus to come out of the low Australian exchange rate is uh, Rishi Sunak is a billionaire asterisk in Australian dollars. Yes, uh, having elected yet another rich, tough, private school uh, person in the middle of a major economic crisis. I have to say, uh, the attack lines are looking pretty damn easy for UK Labor, led by Keir Starmer. The government currently allows very rich people to live here, but register abroad for tax purposes. I don't need to explain to the Prime Minister how non-dom status works. He already knows all about that. He pretends he's on the side of working people. But in private, he says something very different. Over the summer, he was secretly recorded at a garden party in Tunbridge Wells, boasting to a group of Tory members that he personally moved money away from deprived areas to wealthy places instead. That's why the only time he ran in a competitive election, he got trounced by the former Prime Minister, who herself got beaten by a lettuce. Yes, but it's not looking all bad for Rishi Sunak. It turns out that the uh, Conservatives uh, have had a bounce in the polls uh, now that Liz Truss has gone, and they're up to 23%. If uh, current opinion polling is correct, Labour will have 500 seats at the next election and the Tory party will be reduced to 48. Good job. Anyways, it's going to be an interesting uh, couple of years before we get Prime Minister Boris Johnson again. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. With Dylan Behan. Yes, g'day everyone. Welcome to the special September bonus episode of News Fighters. For all our patrons who support us, thanks again for supporting the show. Your bonus episode this month for the first time is a video episode. Uh, please uh, don't share the YouTube link too widely. Um, but yes, uh, this month also is a slightly different bonus episode. Uh, normally I play outtakes uh, from the show and I uh, uh, just talk about behind the scenes stuff. This month is a very special bonus episode for all you supporters. Uh, it is a bunch of wacky clips that didn't make it in the show. 
and just also just general wacky clips uh, from the last couple of months that I thought you might enjoy. Might be a long show. Strap yourselves in. All right. First of all, of course, the big news of the past month was the death of the Queen. And, of course, lots of funny Vox Pops made it into uh, our big uh, episode on the Queen's death. But my favourite thing I didn't get room to share was about how everyone in the UK loved talking about how they catch trains everywhere. We just travelled down this morning. We left at six o'clock this morning. Fortunately, we're on a direct train link to London. I live in South Yorkshire and I go up on a train this morning down on my own. And we all just met today on various uh, like trains. We took the train for about six, half past six in the morning. It's eight o'clock now, I think. It's I think we go for it in the end, so, you know, I can't wait. History, see the king. And then we're going to jump on a train to London to see the Queen Line Estate. Yes, we get it. You have trains. Everyone in Australia would be like, got the toll, toll road down to see the Queen today. Cost me $32. Well, at least they all made more sense than that guy in Belfast that Channel 10 talked to on the street. Oh, he's just a gentleman, like his mother, basically his mother, you know. Please, if anyone can understand a single word of what that man is saying... Email me. I want to know. Also on the Queen, if I got to play this bit of incisive commentary from uh, Channel 7 when uh, the British Prime Minister Liz Truss arrived at the Queen's funeral. As she enters the Abbey there with her husband, Hugh O'Leary. What a fortnight for Liz Truss. Yes, what a big two weeks for Liz Truss. I think you'll find it was a bit bigger for the Queen, Channel 7. I think she had a bit slightly bigger couple of weeks. Moving on. Uh, the Jobs and Skills Summit uh, was held a couple of months ago, and uh, everyone was invited there. Uh, weren't they, Albo? What we want to do is to bring together unions, employers, and civil society. Yes, thank you, Anthony Albanese, for confirming what we long suspected, that unions and employers are not part of civil society. I knew it. I knew it all along. Also during the job summit, look how excited Chris Yulman was to see one of Australia's top businessmen. Now, I'm political editor Chris Yulman is there. Chris, who are you most excited to be seeing today? Oh, we just saw Twiggy Forrest walk in the doors of the Great Hall behind us. I don't know that's terribly exciting, but that's one of the people who is here. <laughs> yes, yeah, so with that, Fortescue Medals pulled all their advertising from Channel 9. Another interesting visitor at the Job Summit was uh, Alan Joyce, the head of Qantas, and he, he encountered some problems, didn't he? The Qantas boss having a trifle trouble with check-in. The Qantas chief got a taste of the agony of check-in. Oh, sorry, Alan Joyce, you didn't remember to pre-check-in on your phone before? Well, uh, I'm afraid you've uh, missed the cut-off time. You can't get in now. That'll be $900. Yes, it turns out Qantas is going so badly at the moment that uh, even Alan Joyce doesn't fly Qantas anymore. He he. Copped a lift with uh, Albo 747 on his plane the other week. One of the attendees, by the way, is the Qantas boss, Alan Joyce. Is it true that he hopped, uh, hitched a ride on the government jet <laughs> to Canberra? Uh, he did, along with a whole lot of other people. Yes, turns out Alan Joyce just wanted the vegetarian option, which he couldn't get on Qantas. Back to the uh, job summit, and uh, Chris Yulman, oh, he had a he had a punny day covering the job summit, didn't he? Didn't he? Listen to all Chris Yulman's puns from the job summit. Well, Carl, we are at base camp at the moment of the summit. The job summit hits base camp, where summiteers included the Australian of the Year, nearing the peak of his summit. As the summit peaked, the Treasurer planted the government's flag. All right, it wasn't so much a series of puns as just one pun over and over. Yes, Chris Yulman, we get it. It was a job summit, like a mountain 
We got it the first time. Speaking of puns, though, you know who had some great puns this last couple of months? Was uh, Channel 10's Sandra Sully covering this Spanish tomato festival. And we couldn't let this next story passata without making mention of it. It was here one day and gone tomato or tomata. But after a two-year pandemic absence, the Tomatina Festival in Spain is back, which meant they had some ketchuping to do with thousands of people covered from their heads to tomatoes. Pretty good pun run from Sandra Sully there. I mean, she's known for stuffing up much easier scripts. Residents in Florida are being urged to get out now with a monster storm forecast to smash into America's southeast with the neck... <laughs> It wasn't just commercial networks who were good with puns uh, recently. It was also uh, ABC News Breakfast, where Michael Rowland couldn't stop talking about this bar for dogs. A New Jersey bar has thrown the old rule, no shoes, no shirt, no service, out the window, at least for one species. Dogs are allowed off their leads during, wait for it, yappy hour. You wrote that. I did indeed. <laughs> Free to dig in sand pits and cool off in small plastic pools in the bar's outdoor space. I wish I did, I didn't. The pups are watched by doggy bouncers to make sure they don't get too rough. <laughs> yes, your tax dollars at work. Anyways, back to politics now, and uh, you might be surprised to learn that the deputy leader of the Liberal Party is Susan Lee. Yes, I had no idea either. It turns out uh, she doesn't have any idea what city she's in sometimes. I'm not part of any menu. I'm in Lismore. I'm talking to real people no, in the real in world who are really You're in Sydney. Really That's hurting. Sydney CBD behind you I was you in Lismore right yesterday. I was in... I was in I was in Lismore yesterday. And it wasn't just Susan Lee who lost track of where she was. So did Anthony Albanese when he was in London. Quite clearly what we can see all around us is the affection in which Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth was held uh, by people here in the United Kingdom, but also, of course, here in Australia. Yes, of course, going off our money and our flag, Australia is still part of the United Kingdom. So close enough, Albo. And speaking of word salads, the winner of the worst word salad of recent memory goes to Peter Dutton who was uh, on air when news came through that former Russian President Mikhail Gorbachev had died. And uh, listen to Dutton's very touching tribute he delivered off the cuff. We've just had some breaking news while we've been on air speaking with you. The former Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev has passed away. We have confirmation that he has died. Um, any thoughts this morning? Well, if uh, I mean, it, it casts your mind uh, back to his his period uh, and the interaction uh, with the West, and uh, obviously um, what we're seeing today is a very different uh, uh, leadership style and role. And I think the carnage that we're seeing in the Ukraine uh, is horrific. And uh, uh, whilst people will, will, will mourn the loss, uh, understandably, I think the focus at the moment is on uh, the damage that uh, the current Russian leader is doing. And whilst it slipped from the headlines, I think we should really remind ourselves every day that these attacks are still taking place on women and children, uh, on places of uh, uh, you know shopping centres, residential buildings, etc. Uh, and unfortunately, um, the lessons of the 80s have been lost on somebody like President Putin. So uh, I hope that we can return to a more sensible age. But that, uh, that doesn't seem possible at the moment, which is a great tragedy. Peter Dutton, great to have your company on the couch this morning. My pleasure, morning. thank you. Oh, I've never seen Peter Dutton so emotional in my life. What a touching tribute right there. Almost as touching as our former Prime Minister Tony Abbott's uh, tribute to Mikhail Gorbachev, which basically went... Uh, Marxism is bad and it's everywhere in Australia now because Marxism. We've got to understand that uh, uh, the Marxists have figured out uh, that the workers were never going to fall for this doctrine of economic equality 
but in countries like ours, the intellectuals have certainly fallen uh, for this idea of introducing what is effectively socialism in the guise of things like environmentalism, identity politics, and so on. Is Tony Abbott there preaching the virtues of economic inequality and keeping all the rich, talentless white men at the top? Speaking of white men at the top who really shouldn't be there, uh, one of the greatest clips, which you've, you've probably all seen, it did the rounds on Twitter, uh, came from uh, one of the most reviled politicians in the world, a man I actually personally hate, Doug Ford, Premier of Ontario. Uh, I did an episode on uh, how Doug Ford absolutely botched COVID in Ontario, uh, one of the worst responses in the world, absolutely terrible, uh, until, of course, we had... Uh, Gladys and Dominic Perrottet stuff up Delta here. But uh, yes, uh, Ontario Premier Doug Ford stuffed COVID, uh, somehow managed to uh, get re-elected. And uh, he was in the news recently uh, because he swallowed a bee. It's coming from the health sector. <laughs> Holy Christ. What that? I just swallowed a bee. Oh, my Holy God. Christ. I knew that little bugger. Come on. okay? I'm good. He's down here buzzing around right now. He has a lot of he has a lot of real estate. Holy Christ! He's he's wedged in my throat. Sorry, guys. Little bugger got away in there. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm okay. He's buzzing in there. Well, if you need to get that B out of you, hurry up, Doug Ford. I hear that Doug Ford is about to privatise healthcare. It'll cost a fortune soon. And speaking of privatising, I heard this great thought bubble from the New South Wales government, which sounds absolutely ridiculous. The state government will not rule out privatising Sydney cemeteries. A parliamentary inquiry has been told the report's yet to be finished on how cemeteries are run. Now, has the New South Wales government considered for a half a second that user pays doesn't work when the users are dead? How are they going? Are they going to? St- how are they going to get uh, people dead in a cemetery to pay more money for being dead in a cemetery? They're dead. You can't bill them. They go. They, they got. They're dead. They, they can't log into their internet banking. They're bloody dead. Anyways, on to colourful characters, and uh, you may have heard in the news that uh, some of Elon Musk's junk. Sorry, space junk. His junk is uh, normally just hitting uh, anyone all the time because he's had so many kids. No, his space junk uh, is uh, hit the snowy mountains here in New South Wales, uh, leading to these reactions from the locals. Wasn't quite sure what to think about it all. I looked and then I had a bit of a look around and I sort of, yeah, it made me sort of wonder a bit what was going on. Those who found it are just glad the space junk came down where it did. I don't think you'd fare too well if it landed on you. (laughs) Yeah, you think, mate? Mind you, I think I have a pretty good idea what Ontario Premier Doug Ford would say if some space junk landed on him. Sorry, guys. Little bugger got away in there. No, I'm okay. Also on colourful characters. Now, I don't like to poke fun at people who get robbed or are victims of crime, but when I heard this news story out of America, I kind of had a laugh. Delivering sermons in designer suits, a New York bishop has been robbed at gunpoint while conducting a Sunday service. The thieves made off with over a million dollars worth of jewellery, prompting the bishop to offer a $50,000 reward for its return. Yes, that's right. $50,000 for a million dollars worth of jewellery. How does he think this exchange is going to go? Hey, guy who's got my million dollars worth of jewellery. Uh, I'll give you $50,000 for it. That's a good deal. Here you go. Oh, there. Everyone's happy. Anyways, on to uh, a new segment called uh, A Current of What? Where I play clips from A Current Affair and you try and guess what the story is about. Okay, it's a new, exciting new game. Now, watching this clip, what do you think the story is about? Dorothy had a dream. Somewhere over the rainbow. 
But for some, the issue confronting us tonight is still black, white and grey. Yes, that's right. If your guess was a remastered version of Wizard of Oz is coming out or there's a Judy Garland film festival happening, you're completely wrong. Guess again. The news story that that opens is about... The Rugby League. The issue confronting us tonight is still black, white and grey. Forget the land of Oz. Coach Des Hasler walks straight into a twister at Manly. Yes, and that week, of course, if you cast your mind back, was the week that a bunch of Manly players decided to not wear a jersey with a rainbow on it. So, of course, it's... a news story that opens with the homage to Wizard of Oz. I don't understand the thinking there, current affair. Also, while we're on really bad live crosses, here's one of the worst live crosses uh, of the last couple of months from the Today Show when they decided to uh, do a live piece of camera with cheering footy fans in the background. You'll never guess what happened. More than 70,000 fans packed out the stadium Just when you thought that no one could be more loud and obnoxious on camera than Aussie footy fans, the ABC went to a heavy metal music festival. Meanwhile, over on Sunrise, uh, Mel and Koshy are tackling the big news stories. A group of, shall we say, bloodthirsty thieves have stolen a much-loved cardboard cutout of Twilight vampire Edward Cullen. Any idea who these thieves are? Let's have a look. Well, look, they fit the description of four young women, the kind of around the generation that would have enjoyed Twilight as teenagers around 12 years ago when the series was originally released. So we're hoping that basically they'll come to their senses and return it. Yes, thanks for tackling the big crime stories there, Sunrise. What's next? The time someone paid for a small popcorn and got a large... Will you spend three minutes on that too? The morning shows are also well known for presenting some happy good news stories. And here's my happiest story of the last couple of months. A beer drinking therapy pony Mm. who drinks Irish stouts and is a regular visitor at the pub. Well, he's been appointed mayor. (laughs) Of course he has. The pony, a miniature Shetland named Patrick, frequents a pub in Devon, England, with the landlord reserving a special corner for him to enjoy his Guinness. Makes me proud to be Irish. Uh, (laughs) Locals started an online petition to make him the official mayor of the town, which was successful. During the pandemic, he became a therapy pony. He even has his own Facebook page. And that pony's Facebook page now has more likes than Peter Dutton's. What are the odds of that? Who knew? Uh, Also, while we're talking about morning shows, it's time for a new segment I want to do called Meanwhile, over on Studio 10, where I literally just play clips from Studio 10 and you go, what? Let's kick it off. Meanwhile, over in Studio 10, they interviewed a dog who just authored a cookbook. Kobe, the 52-kilo Pyrenean mountain dog, uh, turned MasterChef, has just released his first canine cookbook, sharing all of his favourite gastronomical delights with other furry friends. Do you have a favourite recipe, Kobe? What should we find out? Yeah, oh, let's, yeah. let's find out. Oh, oh here, here we go. go. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of <laughs> Mind you, it's not that surprising. I mean, ScoMo thinks that Winks the Horse could author a book. I had a, an autographed, not by Winks, of course. I had a book by uh, Biography, which had been signed by the author. And we joked that, uh, um, you know, while it was a, a biography, that Winks was probably the only horse that could have written an autobiography if that was possible, because how great she was. Meanwhile, over on Studio 10, some of the guests were from the sponsor Delmar T, which led to this... Great television. 
Oh, my wife's, my wife's gonna love DJ, that. Sir, you got to put it. Yeah. Don't do that in public. No, I, I wouldn't recommend that, but give it a look. Oh, no. <laughs> and just when TV couldn't get any harder to listen to, Studio 10 decided to use precious TV airtime to smash some ice up. I'm just going to shake this for seven minutes. It's really gone for Andrew. It says put your back into it. It says put your back into it, yeah. You've got really got to smash this up now. Don't worry, folks. It's the freshest ice cream she's the ever had. Ever so you can stay with us for a little bit. Yes, I know what you're thinking. It's real easy picking on the low-hanging fruit of commercial TV news breakfast shows. I bet ABC News Breakfast is is m- m- much better. It's not like they just have someone on playing a trumpet for no reason. <laughs> Okay, fine. Well, at least that's kind of highbrow noise. Uh, and also on ABC News Breakfast, uh, they get the important big interviews. Humpty and I were just having a great chat. Uh, oh. I'm here with Humpty and Jemima and Big Ted. I have to say, Humpty's been very naughty. He's been heckling me all morning as I've been broadcasting <laughs> over there. Hang, hang on. Hum- Humpty says I'm his favourite news breakfast presenter. Oh. Alrighty, everyone, that's episode 120 of News Fighters. I'm going to call this an all-new original episode because it's all previously unheard uh, material. Uh, News Fighters is written, produced, and edited by me, Dylan Bain. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Dialabolical or email me at Dylan at NewsFighters.com. Don't forget to sign up uh, for the Irrational Fear uh, podcast feed at IrrationalFear.com. Um, and to support the show now, you need to go to Patreon.com slash IrrationalFear. I'm part of the Irrational Fear family, like it or not. You can still buy me a coffee, though, at buymeacoffee.com slash newsfighters. I haven't checked if that's all right with Dan, but I'm sure I'm sure he won't mind if you buy me the old coffee on there. And don't forget, uh, all this stuff's on our YouTube at youtube.com slash newsfighters, including a brand new segment I just cut together, 2022 in six minutes, uh, which is a six-minute recap of 2022, all the funniest bits cut together and just funny news clips not my voice isn't there at all um if you want to support the show please tell your friends mention us on social media our twitter and instagram handles are at newsfighters pod um and if you hate social media don't we all sign up uh, to our free uh, monthly newsletter it's going to be now at newsfighters.com and all these links if you want them are in the show notes Uh, I'm back next week uh, and the next three weeks with summer repeats. Hope you're having a great summer. Keep fighting and bye for now. This is News Fighters. Where we fight the news so you don't have to. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. 
Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60.